The Dan Gammerhead Radio, find out why you'll need to shower with the Super Mario Brothers to wash the scent of Leon from Resident Evil off of you so you can go to bed and share a cigarette with Kasumi from Dead or Alive. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Gamerhead Radio. I am Charlie, your Technotronicorn Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. I am Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. Morbius for villains, come on! And I am Goat, fresh out of the ER, Goat. <laughs> yes. Yeesh. Hey, you had uh, an unfortunately exciting week. Yeah, whatever. It happens. Small hiccup. The goat does That's take a beating in the goat simulator. <laughs> yeah. That's true. John, how was your week? Uh, it was uh, very productive. I had a lot going on, um, but uh, a, little bit, a little bit more gaming than, uh, than I had planned to, which is always pleasant. You know, I always expect for less, plan for less, but I had some fall into my lap this week, so it was, uh, it was a solid week, man. Something solid fell into your lap. Okay, to me that sounds dangerous. Um. It was a brick. <laughs> a brick fell into my lap. Yikes. Uh, well, at least you have uh, at least you have one child, so I hope, that's, I hope true. that's enough. That's true. <laughs> uh, so before we get into what we've been playing, uh, you guys want to take a break for a minute because the release list uh, is kind of kind of long. So on the twenty sixth, we've got Akiba's Trip Undead and Undressed on Windows, Audio Surf Two on Windows, Badland Game of the Year Edition on PS3, PS4, and PS Vita. Um, if you guys haven't played Badland, this is a game that really originally started on iOS. It's a very stylistic side scroller. Where you're like a little black flappy little creature, and you're you basically are constantly moving forward. And when you tap, it flaps up. Think Flappy Bird, but a lot less hard, but but a lot more pretty and fun. Um, but with the um, with the uh, with the addition where you can pick up power ups that make you go faster or slower, and also cause you to produce clones of yourself. Because some of these areas that you're going through, there are like saw blades and razor blades and things that will kill you, and so you need clones to protect you. You just have to get one of you to the end. But the more clones mm. you get to the end, it's a lot of fun. Really, a lot of fun. So definitely check it out. I think it's pretty much available on every platform at this point. So that's Badland. Game of the Year Edition, uh, Guilty Gear XX Accent Core Plus R on Windows, uh, Hatsune Miku Project uh, Mirai DX on 3DS, uh, Game of Thrones Episode 4, Sons of Winter is coming out this week on PS3, PS4, and Windows on the 26th, and then also the next day on Xbox 360 and Xbox One, uh, Magicka 2 on Windows and PS4 on the 26th, Octodad Deadliest Catch on the PS Vita, making its way over to that platform. Ultra Street Fighter 4 on the PS4, Magnetic Cage Closed on PC, and Roundabout on PS4. So all that's on the 26th. 27th, we've got Cat Collateral Damage, which oh my God. Has, has my interest, on Windows, Mac, Linux, and Ouya. Good job, oh, Ouya. You're, wow. still, you're still hanging in there with your releases. Uh, already mentioned Game of Thrones on Xbox 360 and Xbox One, and Rogue Legacy on Xbox One. On the 28th, we've got Badland Game of the Year Edition coming out on Windows, Mac, and Linux. Uh, Don't Starve Giant Edition on the Wii U. And the 29th, Badland is also making it to the Xbox One. Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 2 Sisters Generation on Windows. Uh, Legend of KHD on PS4, Windows, and Wii U. Splatoon coming out for the Wii U. And The Fruit of Grisaya on Windows on the 29th. And then on the first, on Monday, we've got some releases. Hatred on on Windows and Massive Chalice on Windows, Mac, and Linux. 
That last one sounds somewhat phallic to me. I don't know. It did. It did. (laughs) And Game Hatred's picking up a little bit of a controversy. Is this the one where the guy just goes on like a killing spree? Yeah. Is that that uh, one? It's it's an AO game. Yeah. Oh, oh, they gave it an AO rating. They gave it an AO rating. And uh, uh, there was some discussion about whether or not it would even be allowed on... Yeah, we, we, we covered the uh, the trailer and all that. That was that weird yeah. guy with the trench coat yeah. and uh, yep. every bad idea ever. So made. don't be shocked if you hear about it on an upcoming episode of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I feel like when you're when you put out a game like that, they you have to wonder if the strategy was we're going to make a game so offensive that people are going to pick it up and play it just to check it out. Like you got to wonder if that was if at some point that became the angle because with how just extreme this game is, I mean like. It's AO. I mean, like, when's the last time a game came out with an AO rating? Look, I, I, I'm always interested to check stuff like this out because in a world where I've been playing the newest Mortal Kombat for almost a month now, and it is horrifying. Like, it is... It, when I first saw some of the stuff, and even I was like, God damn, they really... They stepped it up. This is yeah. extra gross. Kind of makes me wonder, you know, how offensive that's, this is. Or that's if only M. Yeah, only. yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> I don't know. I just want to. I just want to see how bad it is, and whether or not bad or not, whether a good game is built around the concept. I don't know. Yeah. John, what have you played this week? Um, I played a lot this week. So, in an effort to uh, not talk about it for an hour straight, I'm going to try and just do the list. I finished uh, Call of War's Gunslinger. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was only five hours long. Um, it's it basically kind of a setup of. Gunslinger walks into the bar, bellies up, asks for whiskey, starts telling the patrons of the bar stories about when so he it's was younger. So flashback form? Uh, well, yeah, and then whenever you load into the level, like, they'll talk randomly. Like, you're, you're playing the game, and you, they'll just be like, yeah, and then I went into the train car and shot those bastards in their face, you know? <laughs> and then okay. somebody else will go like, that's not how it happened. I read it in one of the penny novels or whatever. And he's just <laughs> like, damn it, boy, I was there. That's not how it happened. And then there were a couple of cool things where you'd get to the end of the level and then it would like rewind in real time really fast. Oh. And then one of the other bar patrons was like, no, I heard it. They're told this way. And then you'd play it a second time their way. Oh. So it was surprisingly for, for being a couple years old and, you know, a series I had no interest in. I just bought it because it was part of a Steam sale. Pretty cool little game. Very satisfying. Five hours long. Not a huge commitment. No, like, online shit. I mean, there were little collectibles to find in the level, but it was, like, pertinent to the level you were talking about. Like, if you were chasing, like, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, then you'd pick up a secret thing, and it would be... You'd go into the menu, and it would tell you about Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. It was almost like an odd history lesson. It was cool, man. It was a neat little game. Okay. I enjoyed it. Um, The ending was... uh, I kind of called it, but it was a cool ending. It was fun. I recommend it, especially if it's, you know, 10 bucks or less. It's a good game. Um, I played... I, I purchased a new cable, AV cable, for my original Xbox, and I just went back and had a nostalgic fit for my original Xbox games. I had a good time playing a bunch of those. Um, I'm still trekking through Wolfenstein. I'm a little more than halfway done with it now at this point based on um, you know where I'm at and versus FAQs, say the game is. It's really enjoyable. I'm finding it more enjoyable as I go. I think I like the narrative and the set pieces more than I like the combat because it is, it's not bad. It's very competent but it's very typical you know you know fish in a barrel first person shooter you just wipe everybody out and kind of most of the time every once in a while they throw something cool in but i like the game cool um i did uh, a very small amount of grand theft auto online this week and then uh we we all played titanfall finally these two have finally had their titanfall cherries popped Indeed. which i'm sure we'll talk about coming up um 
And then I mentioned it a couple weeks ago at Galloping Ghost. I had been playing this little uh, app. It's like a, you know, it, uh, I got it on the Play Store by a company called Mediocre Games. And um, they made a game before this called Smash Hit, which I enjoyed and played a lot of. And then they made this little game called Does Not Commute, which I mentioned. I'm pretty much done with it. I think I paid $1.99 for the entire game. It was really cheap. What a cool, like, stylish little game for what it is. Yeah. I don't even know how to explain it to you. It's almost like a puzzle game in a way, you know, but you're racing all these little cars around maps. Like, you'll race the first guy, and you have a timer, and the timer can't run out, so it'll show you you have to get him from point A to point B. You start the car. You drive him there the best way possible, and then it takes you to the next guy, and there's usually 15 to 18 cars per level. And then you move the next guy. But what you realize about 10 into it is is everybody's traversing in everyone's path. And you have to try and get it, like steer these cars around the insane traffic mess that you've made um, without crashing into one another. So when they go to run, they all run at the same time? Yes. Ah. Well, it starts and it keeps adding layer after layer after oh, layer. And then okay. you get power-ups like you have like better um, you know, traction control or like turbo. You can go really fast or... Um, armor because if your car if you crash into something or that somebody else hits you your car still goes but it slows to a crawl and that affects your timer okay and you can get these little tokens you can drive over these little tokens that give you like 10 and 20 second boosts in time and then um you can you can just keep going based on that but there's seven levels and wherever you whatever the, la- the last car on the map is to go to the next section it carries over your remainder of time from the first map so the idea is to play as efficiently in every level as possible because you will reach a point if you don't play efficiently where you you hit a wall and you can't finish the level and you just have to go back to the beginning of the game and start over. It's really super short. Wow. So uh but it's it's worth the dollar ninety nine. It's super stylish and classy, you know, everything about it is on a design level is much much better than you normally see for mobile games. And you're playing this on Android, correct? Yeah. I'm cool. just playing it on my phone. It's really nice. cool, man. It's called Does Not Commute. Look it up, play it. Awesome. I think that was uh I think that was it for me this week. I didn't have time to play anything else. Okay, goat. Uh, let's see. We when you did. weren't when you weren't on the receiving end of Surgeon Simulator, <laughs> yeah, kind of, not, <laughs> not really. No, it wasn't that big. Deal. Uh, let's see. Uh, played Titanfall with you chaps. Played GTA with John. Um, while I was waiting for all of us to get ready, I was uh, uh, playing Trivial Pursuit, and streaming that. That was hilarious at one point. Uh, still working through that, trying to get the rest of the achievements. And then Tuesday happened, and Witcher Three took over my life. Now, now, before you take a big bite out of that, mm-hmm. I've got to ask you, you were the one between the three of us that we almost had to pull your teeth out of your head to get you to even open the copy of Titanfall that, that Charlie <laughs> Gilt purchased for you. Yeah. How yeah. did you feel about it, given how uh, you were about right, going right, into it? Let's, let's bring the listeners into this. So Charlie finds a deal. He's, he's like, oh, we're going to get it. And I'm like, you can have fun. I have no interest in it. And he's like, it's free. I'm like, fine, I'll play a free game. Whatever. These guys are like, we're going to play it. I'm like, all right, whatever. That's no big deal. Later. No, no, no. You're telling a skewed story because what happened was is we're like, we found a great deal on it. It was like, what, six or seven dollars? Yeah, or seven, seven bucks shipped. And yeah. for those who don't keep up with Titanfall, all of the DLC is free if you buy the core purchase for the game now at this point. And we were talking about it in our sort of private chat, and we were like, well, I'll, I was, Charlie, I'll play with you. Let's do it. And Goat, we're like, you got to pick it up. It's only seven, six, seven bucks. And he was like, eh, no interest. So Charlie went in there and bought the copy. It was like, oh, well, I bought it for you. So now you have to play it. I hope you feel bad. <laughs> no, no. He well, didn't well, say well, that last part, well, but he implied it. In my defense, I said I have no interest in purchasing it, but I wouldn't mind. I, you know, mm. I, if it comes out for a free right. games, that, for gold, go. I'll yeah. buy it. Fair yeah. enough. You know, I'll get it. And he's like, oh, well, congratulations. Charlie just spent the process. And then he was like, damn it. Yeah. So as a man of my word, I played it. 
So these guys are like in the middle of the day. They're like, we're going to play. And I'm like, that's fine, whatever. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're really doing this. I'm like, oh, shit. So I had to actually break the seal on the copy and install it real quick. Because <laughs> I go. had no intentions of doing so. Fortunately, it was not an ungainly installation. <laughs> no. But while I was waiting for it to install, that's when I was playing uh, Trivial Pursuit, which I'm surprised mm-hmm. nobody was giving me wax about that. But that's no, I, part I didn't notice. At this point. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was on the stream for a minute there. <laughs> I missed yeah. it. But uh, given that it was free, and I'm, I'm okay with it. I wouldn't have paid for it still. <laughs> still wouldn't have paid for it because there's nothing there. There is lit- If you guys weren't there with me, there is nothing no, there. I mean, it's definitely better to play it with friends. It is, a, it is an yeah. empty shell of a Mech Warrior game that probably should have been an add-on in the 90s mm. without friends. It's, it's cool. It looks good. It's fun. But you guys made it fun. If it mm. wasn't for you guys... Whatever. He he shit. agreed to play it again in the future, and that's saying something. Yep, that's yeah. true. Like I'm with not, us, not with by us, himself. With us. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not like he did say at one point. Well, maybe I'll pop this in and try it out. You know, on my own. You yeah. did say maybe he'd try yeah. it. I'll try. And it. then I'll Witcher get... Three came out. Yeah. Yeah. And then Witcher Key Three came <laughs> yeah. out, and now it's somewhere in the in the yep. pile. Yeah. But yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a, a fair shake. But it, it wasn't <laughs> terrible. But I still don't understand how Xbox put all of their eggs and an 18 inch statue into this game. Yeah, me either. But, but anything uh, else under your belt? No, I was at Witcher Three is taking up my life. I've have you had any save file issues with, with Witcher Three? Um, yes, there was a minor hiccup. If you have your instant on feature on mm. on Xbox One, mm-hmm. turn it the fuck off <laughs> because it does. Witcher Three does not play well with it. Ooh, because I put it into standby. If you let it idle too long, and it's starting to become more of a thing, right? Um, I was talking to people on Twitter and stuff like that. But it's the instant on feature. It gets idle too long. It, when you start it back up, it'll play like a champ, right? For a little while. Then it won't let you save. And then you'll back out because you're like, oh, my game's fucked up, right? And then there's like that whole like, hey, press any button to start. And it says, please wait while it's loading the next screen. It never leaves that. The way to get out of it is to completely power down your system, power cycle it, and be fine. But yeah, if you're playing Witcher 3, word of the wise, turn off that instant on feature. I feel like this is not a, for the first time this has happened with an Xbox One release. I feel like there's been at least, I can't think of what it was, but I feel like there was at least yeah. one other game that had problems coming out of Instant On. Yeah. Well, and it um, makes sense because Xbox One's the only one that has that feature, so it's probably a little PS4 thing. has it now. Oh, does it? Yeah, they do, okay. they do have that now. But you, f- you forget about it. You're it was like, not oh, a launch feature, but yeah. they do have it now. Um, yeah, and, and it's, I think, more I think more to the point, it's, this is a new thing for developers, yeah. having to, co- to consider this. And yeah, have, you know, a, a minor oversight. Right. It's, so. it's an easy fix. Don't panic. But turn it off. You have the option. It'll make your life a lot easier. Take the extra 30 seconds and watch it say Xbox One and go doot, doot, doot. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And save. I can't... Save, save, save. If you thought you saved, <laughs> save two more times. Save. Because shit pops up everywhere in this game. You're like, I'm fine. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. So speaking of saving a lot, um, I tried to play Ori again. Uh-oh. I forgot how to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> Completely forgot how to control that game. Um... I, uh, I, yeah, I, so I, 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 I'm, I'm either going to need to like go watch, like go, go like research. I'm not going to start over just because I'm, I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> I just, there, there's just certain control things. Like there's, uh, there's like these glowing orbs where you, where you jump up to and like you can use them to like slingshot yourself higher. I forgot how to do it. And so I just need to go look back into that. But, um, so a FAQ on the controller if you help you. Be, well, I looked up the in-game instructions, mm-hmm. nothing. They, huh. they, yeah, at least nothing that re- that registered me like, oh, that's what that is. Mm. So, anyways, um, 
Uh, so let's see. Uh, then, um, so then, uh, as as the uh, my my co-host mentioned, we did try Titanfall. Um, I I enjoyed it, but pretty much like Goat said, there's just not enough meat there. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm certainly glad I did not pay sixty dollars for it. Um, Seven dollars for me was definitely the right price, um, or fourteen, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, it's um, well under thirty. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, it uh, it was a lot of fun, and then uh, one one side note, um, it was also um, the first time where Gamerhead as uh, we tried a new um, a streaming method um, that I've been experimenting with. So the next time you guys um, see, I think I think this is probably what going to be our rule going forward is that mm-hmm. um, we will when when we are going when our individual hosts are are uh, playing a game just like by ourselves or or whatever, not as like Gamerhead Radio, not as all three of us, we'll be using our own personal uh, uh, Twitch channels. But whenever you see Gamerhead Radio go live on Twitch, um, it's probably going to be. All three of us, either a live show or all three of us together playing something. So what, what I found, what I, what what, what, I, what we've done is that um, I found a way to composite all three of our individual Twitch streams in the same stream, and for the most part, they seem to sync up pretty well. Um, and if I find that they fall out of sync, I just go refresh my end of things, and that seems to put it back in place. But that way, you can see and you, you can see and hear all three of us talking and see all three of our ends of gameplay. And um, from uh, from the couple people that were that uh, were watching, it was like on a, it, it, we didn't announce it ahead of time, and it was like late at night. So I'm not I'm not surprised that uh, that we didn't have a big yeah, crowd. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, we, we had to we had to QA it for you people before we yes. told you about it. <laughs> yes, but uh, it seemed to work out pretty well. And it looks um, sexy. It looks real sexy. Yeah. So uh, and uh, thanks and, and and I thought I, th- I thought the stream looked pretty good too. Um, <laughs> oh look at that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page here. Um, so yeah, so, so that was fun. So yeah, whenever you see Gamerhead Gamerhead Radio going live on on uh, on Twitch, it'll almost be something worth checking. Uh, it'll almost certainly be something worth checking out because it'll probably be all three of us doing something. Uh, so that being said, I finished Watch Dogs: Bad Blood, the uh, the T Bone expansion pack. Uh, it was fun. I talked about it a lot in the last episode. My my feelings on that pretty much stay the same. Um, I wish they had. Um, you know, there were a couple like cameos, some of them only voice, some of them, you know, in kind of flashback form or whatever uh, from other main characters from the main game. I wish there was some more tie into that, um, but uh, I won't say anything else on that for uh, fear of being spoilery. Um, were, you, were you right? Did you only have that one last mission to do? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, it, it tells you how many oh, okay. how many missions in each act. Mm-hmm. I knew I, I was on the last. I knew I was on the last one. So and uh, it, it took it took me a minute. Um, but um it, uh, it was it was fun um and for me i believe that was it so yeah uh so now that you know what we've been doing last week in video gaming let's see what the industry's been doing the last week in video gaming all right coming in at number five this week um <laughs> goat dug this one up for us Minecraft player named Mojang Sucks Dick gets pranked by Mojang. Well done, Mojang. Ah, well done. Um, so, a dude, uh, presumably a dude. Uh, a user. I mean, it's really a user. That's <laughs> yeah. right. That's the, that's the PC term. Um, there was... Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> named, this person uh, used the, the name Mojang Sucks Dick to... That was their handle. That was their their um, login for Minecraft. Um, it was out of spite. <laughs> yes, it was. It was something that he that yes. he made in out of anger and and put it up. So, what's uh, the backstory? Why why did he have that as his username? Did you catch that much? It's basically um, he was having a user was having trouble with um, their original username, 
right? It wouldn't log in. It wouldn't just whatever like that. Okay. So they made an alternative alternative one just to play. And in in the rage, they obviously couldn't get in, so they named themselves Mojang Sucks Dick. <laughs> That was well, it. Apparently, uh, this person's name is Jesse, and apparently Jesse got away with doing it for years. Yeah. This was their name for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they just stuck with it. Jesse stuck with it for after, like, I guess they could just, he just continued on, or they continued on. <laughs> apparently, um, their, their, their customer support came across this. A gentleman by the name of Mark Watson, one of the support agents over there, um, decided to prank Jesse. Um, he went to go log into their account there um, and couldn't get in and realized once they requested the information to see what was wrong with their username or password that um, Mark Watson and support there changed his name to uh, No We Don't. <laughs> so um, awesome. I, I, I've got to imagine that whatever like frustration or irritation this, this player must have had over it, Come on, you gotta laugh at that. That's oh, gotta melt away. I would, I would, I would have golf clapped him immediately and went, "Well yeah. played, well played, yeah. chaps." <laughs> you could like, how do you, how do you not appreciate that? Um, Mark Watson from Mojang did have this to say about it. I was actually looking for uh, usernames with the words "sucks dick" <laughs> due to an unrelated reported harassment. Watson explained, "Usually we let servers handle all moderation, but it was a parent and a kid, and well, I was just covering some bases." I never did find the username they reported. They couldn't remember the exact spelling, but I did find this, Jim. Glad OP was a good sport about it. So uh, when when he explained that um, they change usernames, it's usually something that has to be extremely offensive in order for them to you know step in and put their hands on it. So um, he said, it's pretty hard to shock the support team, but we've gotten some fairly horrific names, Watson said. Um, also, every time we leave the name uh, alone, even if it's mo, uh, you know, the first half of yeah. it has got Mojang in it, um, and leave it up to the servers to ban them. So they typically don't go in there and do this manually. So I prefer a light touch with a largely self-moderating community. Huh. So apparently, there's a website. Um, I, I I couldn't help but notice we're, we're referencing a, a Kotaku article for this link, and uh, when mentioning the horrific usernames, they have a link to apparently a um a place where you can see username history on on Minecraft, and um, there's apparently one person who um the history of their usernames are uh, well they they started out as us and uh, uh, this is explicit here, so um, cover the years of any youngins in uh, in listening range. Starts off as Stormogen, which is fine, but then it goes to Soggy Vagina. Yeesh. It then goes to Squidwarb, and then it goes to Rape Cures Autism, and then it goes to Shiny Rainbows. So, whoa, whoa. why would you do that? That is. Why would you do that? Horrifying. Hi. Another, uh, th- there was another example given, I guess, that this was an exchange that took place on Twitter. There was a uh, uh, gentleman with a Twitter handle, at Saul1337, uh, to uh, at Mojang support. I was able to change my name to shit bitch fuck. Add a word filter to name changes. Mojang support responded with, there is one, it just doesn't catch every combination you guys can come up with. You are now Fluffy Bunny 5. And- <laughs> <laughs> um, I... I, I- did see something like this happen once, uh, not for offensive reasons, but uh, I used to play City of Heroes, and uh, our uh, uh, old drummer from Digital Mindy, Justin, he, he played it for a little while, too, and he made The Tick, you know, the comic book character The Tick, with sure. his, the character creator, and named him The Tick, and um, I, it was, I think he had some, um, what was the name? I'm sure he could refresh my memory, but it was like Steve Bob 12 or something. They changed it from The Tick to Steve Bob, like the worst name ever. 
Because what? The tick is a copyrighted because the property. Because the tick is a copyrighted yeah. property, yeah. That was what it was. No, not nearly as exciting. But uh, hey, at least Mojang has a sense of humor about this stuff. I'm glad to see that uh, not yes. only were they cool about it, but the uh, the person and persons whose names they've changed were they were pretty decent about it. Hooray for responsive customer support, and also hooray for customer support with a sense of humor. We yes. yeah. responsible customers as well. Yes. Mm. <laughs> All right, moving on to number four: Sega Classics to receive vinyl soundtracks. Um, in what could possibly be the most hipster thing we've ever discussed <laughs> on Gamerhead Radio, um, you know, uh, some people are either going to be like, "Ooh, where can I get these?" Other people are going to go, "What are you talking about that shit for?" <laughs> Vinyl's dead, man. Um, so, Shenway and Streets of Rage are going to be getting special edition vinyl soundtracks. These are coming out in September. Um, you're going to be able to you're going to be able to pre-order them uh, ahead of time. They're going to be doing it as uh, through London-based record label Data Discs. Um, they're going to be really limited, though, from what the company is saying. So, um, the records are going to be available to order from the 30th of May on. So this, you know, by the time the episode is out this week, you guys should be able to get this information and start ordering if you have a desire to do so. I don't purchase a lot of like gaming memorabilia lately, but this sounds like the sort of thing where I don't even own a fucking record player, but I have a feeling as limited as these are going to be, might actually be some collectible value to these. That's just my opinion, personally, based on what they're saying about them. But uh, they haven't discussed the price yet, uh, and, and they're saying that the original audio for these has been remastered. So, I mean, even though the point of putting something on vinyl is to give it a little bit of a classic sound, it's, it's being remastered. Uh, that's that's gonna be September. So it's the release date for him. So. Why we HD will see. But audio. why is exactly why? It. But why for HD audio uh, hisses and pops? Because the reality is, is most of the people who who played those particular games are in their thirties at this juncture and probably grew up with record players, which is kind of where the the vinyl reinsurgence has sort of come from. Recently, so. okay, but the the vinyl reinsurgence is powered by the fact that you know a lot of people write you know claim with good argument that vinyl sounds better than any pretty much any other medium you can get it on, unless you're th- talking about completely os- lossless uh, digital files played back on the proper equipment. Um, we're talking about chip tunes here. I have a hard time believing that chip tunes are going to sound better on vinyl than they are. Well, but on you got to remember, one else. of these is Shinway, and that that wasn't a chip tune game, though. Like, no, that was that was a Dreamcast title. It was one of those like Shinway has such a weird history because it's remind it's, me on what this game is. Shinway the name is familiar. I just can't. It, play it's can't a play Sega it. title, right. um, and it was um, a Yu Suzuki game, I believe. Um, the idea was is that. It was a like a graphical benchmark for the time for that system, and everybody was hotly anticipated. Everybody was really excited for it when it came out. And then, you know, like the one of the jokes is one of the many games is you're driving around a fucking forklift, you know, moving boxes. That's and Shenmue, and right? Yeah, yeah. I've always said Shinmue. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh. I'm sure everybody's going to correct the shit out of me for that, but that's that's how I've said it my entire life. Oh, okay. Now I know what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So it's um, I don't of all the things that Sega has in their vault, though. Mm-hmm. Got to be a better soundtrack to master than those two, I would think. Yeah, I don't know. You guys are missing the whole picture here. Uh-huh. And what would that be? All right. So we're talking about people in their mid-30s who probably have wives, cars, houses. All right. <clears throat> I'm so, one of those people. Yes, go yes. on. <laughs> so let's work perfectly. So instead of you buying game systems and cluttering up the living room and all that, Michelle lets you frame two records and put them on the wall. Much easier. 
But don't you think that's just going to be an addition to all the stuff cluttering up the living room? They're not going to forego the video yeah. games. They're just going to get this in addition but, to but, uh, I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> more right, stuff. Right. Yeah. So, so, all right, better, better. All right. It shuts him up. He gets to hang shit in his man cave. Uh, I mean, it depends on the, the, the bragging rights. Too. You bring the guys over, you play some pinball, check out the two records I bought. Now, are the, are the vinyls at least like clear or colored or like fancy? They in didn't some specify other way? if it was going to be any sort of special material They're or packaging. Labels. That that yeah. hasn't been discussed. My, I mean, I'm sure that when you go to pre-order them on the the 30th of right. May, they're going to give you an idea of what you're buying. Mm-hmm. I I hope it's just like a you know like like a, like if they're trying to be retro about it, like a super grainy like bitmap photo. You know, <laughs> it looks like it was just like three colors. You know, like you can barely tell what it is. There you go. Just tie the whole thing in and make it make it a package. <laughs> bring, back, bring back the very drab Mercury style labels. Yeah. Two colors, very plain text. It'd be authentic. It would be authentic. Um, I so, like for me, I I don't I don't buy a lot of gaming memorabilia anymore unless it's something fairly unique. Because and I I hate to sound like this is gonna make me sound snobby because I don't have a lot of really nice collectible stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's for the same reason I stopped subscribing to Loot Crate. I don't want the same shit in my living room that is in everybody's living room. Yeah. Just laying around. Like, collectible stuff, I want there to be something unique. So even though I don't even own a record player, I have a passing interest in these price pending. I don't yeah. It depends on how much they're asking for them. Just because they, I think they're going to be a fairly unique collectible, and I don't think a lot of people are going to have them. So, yeah, you know, I guess in that snotty sort of way, you know, that's why I'm interested in mm-hmm. them. So, no, it just no, depends I, on the person. I understand that completely. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Um... All right, moving on to number three here. The Nintendo Entertainment System is turning 30 this year. Um, Should we sing it happy birthday, but not because we don't want to be sued by whoever owns the copyright for that song? Let's do that. Let's let's all think about that. Everybody listening at home, um, happy birthday in your brain. We're not going to sing it, though. Right now, just... uh, (coughs) 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 Yeah, it's good. Very clever, Charlie. Um... To mark the milestone of the 30th, <laughs> Goat Goat is judging Charlie. No, it. I'm lost in the fact that he said that there was copyright. Happy birthday was like the very first free... No, cop- no. happy birthday you, you, is yep. owned by a family. And you, if you perform happy birthday in front of a crowd or in, in it, on anything that receives any sort of revenue... You have to pay them royalties for that song. That's, that the, shit. that's the reason why most restaurants have their own stupid birthday jingles. Yep. And don't sing it anymore. They were, oh, maybe it's something else. Obviously, I was that not, is not no. public domain. No, I unfortunately, thought it was a uh, free family that owns Happy Birthday. I say this to you. Hey, hey, you know what? You that leave... song belongs to the people. Hey, <laughs> hey, you leave the birthdays alone. All right, that's a very <laughs> strong family. That's true. Yeah, the Vaughn birthdays. <laughs> um, to mark the milestone of the 30th anniversary of the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, the Strong, which is a video game museum, has announced that it's going to host a special exhibit dedicated to the system later this year. So the exhibit is being jointly produced by The Strong and, uh, ooh, let's see if I can pronounce this one, uh, the Ritsumikan University in Kyoto, Japan. Um, they quoted, uh, the Strong was quoted as saying, Japan is home to a rich history of video game culture and pioneering companies such as Nintendo and Sony. This partnership allows for a cross-cultural exchange of ideas about how to best chronicle and conserve this important history. Uh, that came from the Strong director, John Paul C. Dyson. Um, the Strong's exhibit called Playing With Power, 30 Years of Nintendo Entertainment System, is going to debut at the Rochester, New York Museum this fall. So spe- specifically, the exhibit will offer insight into the console's development and release, including previously unseen interviews with NES hardware developer uh, Masayuki Umara, 
Uh, a variety of NES games will also be playable to exhibit, including two of the console's most memorable titles, uh, Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. That's just lazy. They're on the same cartridge. <laughs> In addition, I, look, man, at least offer another game. At least a yeah, different track and field. Yeah, say, let's oh, go God. <laughs> Big nightmare. They left poor track and field on the cold. Horrible. Um, in addition, the Strong and, and Ritsumikon University are... I, I got one. If you need one strong, I got one. <laughs> very good. Very good. I think I have one somewhere in storage, but I, I, I'm afraid to dig it out. Those... Those uh those it track like it pads might disintegrate at this point. That's what I'm saying. If <laughs> yeah. I try to pull it apart, it might just peel away and again. Puff. That's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> so um the the strong and Ritsu Micon University will share uh will share research projects with uh while staff from both organizations may trade places as part of an exchange program. So they're they're going to be doing uh, um these are also the strong is the same group that that uh, came up with the finalists. Um, you know, for the uh, the video top game. fifteen video the, game Hall of yeah, Fame, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame nominees, nominees. Yeah. so uh, they are uh, very busy over there at the Strong. Apparently, trying to make video game everything. They're doing they, good work. They are doing. I'll, good I'll work. say that. I um, wish they were in Chicago. I do too. I really, really do uh, want everybody to be as knowledgeable about video game anything, especially the history of video games, as possible. Um, but finding out that the Nintendo is thirty years old. Makes me want to drink myself to death from uh, depression <laughs> at how old that system is, and thus how old I and by I I mean we are. Um, so you might have to pull mine out, drag her out, and just make sure she's okay. <laughs> <laughs> are we? Are you talking about the Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Good. What sound else should I be talking about? Oh, wait. Sound like mind. you might possibly have somebody stowed in your closet. <laughs> no, no. Or in a floorboard hatch, no, maybe? No, Trunk? No. That not, would involve me dealing with people. Dungeon? No, I wouldn't keep yeah, them laying around. Not, not against his will, anyways. Not against his will. That's right. And I don't mean goat's will. Maybe <laughs> um, <laughs> we're a hose. Let's, moving on. So I'm sorry, so, what about hose? <laughs> <laughs> Boats and hose. Um, I was going more Buffalo Bill style, but all right. I was kind of an add-on to the article. Uh, another bit of uh, information as a follow-up for um, last week. Nintendo has announced the, uh, the Best Buy locations and details for Nintendo World Championship 2015 qualifiers, and we talked about that, but there were no details at the time. Um, They're out. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. That's true. It seems that based on the announcement for this so far, people are a little bit underwhelmed by what it is. Um, well, I think first people, of all, it's in the parking lot of Best Buys. It is at the parking lot of Best Buys. Which, which I, no one is shocked because Best Buy and Nintendo have been buddies since the Wii. Yeah, Everything yeah. they do is at Best Buys, the same Best Buys across the country. Yep, yeah, that's yeah, true. You know, so, Between um, seven and nine. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to do this. On May 30th. May 30th is apparently the magic day this month for everything. Um, at eight... I'm sorry. It's going to be at eight Best Buy locations. I was wrong with that original number. Eight Best Buy locations. Um, the events for this is going to, are going to take place 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. local time at uh, the following store locations. There's one in San Francisco, one in uh, Torrance, California, one in Miami, one in Schaumburg, Illinois, uh, one in Maple Grove, one in Long Island uh, City, New York, Dallas, Texas, and Tacoma, Washington. That's it. If you were hoping to uh, participate in any other, um, you know, qualifiers for this event uh, around the country, then fuck you. That's no, it. No, no, no. You you can drive or fly. <laughs> you hey, can, boy, but are you? Are, but well, when I explain what it is they're doing, you may probably it's probably not going to want to do that. No. If you don't live near a major metropolitan area, get in your car now. 
Listen to the rest of the podcast on your way. There you go. That's it. Drive cross country and just stream yeah. um, the <laughs> the extensive back uh, catalog of Gamerhead Radio episodes. We'll keep you occupied from New York to California. That's true. That's true. So the the final itself, once they get into the end of it, is only going to have sixteen competitors. So this is how they're explaining the competition and how it's set up. Uh, the top scorer from each of the eight regional competitions will move on to the final event in Los Angeles, which will be a multi-round competition with a variety of Nintendo games. An additional eight competitors selected by Nintendo, ringers, <laughs> by Nintendo, will also compete in the Nintendo World Championship 2015. Nintendo will reveal these comp- uh, competitors in the near future. It's uh, They're talking about a variety of games, but even though this thing happens on the 30th of May... Nobody still knows what it is they're going to be playing. Um, so it, it, one way, at least you, everyone's going in there with a, a, a blank slate and everyone's on the same uh, same level, no pun intended, um, to, to try and be competitive. But then again, it would be kind of nice to have a heads up on what it is so that you can bone up. I think that's part for course of the way it used to be, though. Yeah. I think the games used to be a surprise back in the day Is that what well. it was? Yeah. I remember reading it was... Uh, they, they, they highly suggested you practice... Uh, uh, Ultimate NES Remix. Oh, that's right. I I did see that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm um, thinking it's those games. You know the the original article um, that I got a lot of this information from came from Nintendo Life, and they they did say in their original article that they got the impression from what they were hearing and 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 getting from their contacts is that this was not this was a fairly um, sudden idea that did not have a lot of planning put into it and could have been planned better from what they're being told by people so who knows well if if their method for presenting these games is just something that's sitting on the wii u shop then yeah (laughs) (laughs) no but we've talked about it before but it's going to be crudely painted nintendo van hey little kid you want to play some nintendo games Two of you are going to go to E3. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry, sorry. Two of you are going to go from this parking lot to E3's parking lot. Yeah. There you go. That's it. Um, I don't know. I, I'm sure once it happens this coming week, we'll have something to talk about in regards to the outcome and the games. We'll keep you guys updated on, on what the competition actually turns out to be. Uh, you know, and if, if uh, schedule permits, it would be nice if Gamerhead Radio could pop down there to, oh, to one, take a look one, one and see what we I'm yeah. sure one, one of the three of us will definitely swing through to see the chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Probably not compete, but to see the chaos. Yep. Yeah. Sea of Pikachus. As far as the eye can see. Pikachu backpacks and 3DSs everywhere. All right, moving on to number two. Uh, Sega pulls 19 of their games from uh, mobile app store platforms. That's concerning. Suddenly they realized they had too many. <laughs> or Maybe. something. Maybe. Um, the the early word on the street is that uh, the titles were not performing that well, and they decided to pull a lot of them off the market because nobody was buying them. So to give you an example of some of what was pulled off of there, Echo the Dolphin, Golden Axe, Jet Set Radio, um, <laughs> Pocket Gamer originally reported on this and said that Sega had been planning to pull several of its games from the mobile devices because they no longer meet its quality standards. Um, that is vague and can be read a couple of different ways. So here's 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 my assumption on the matter. Um the uh thanks to OS updates, um the games had bugs with the new versions of the OS and they determined that it wasn't worth the money to go back and patch these old games that nobody was Is that buying. what you translate? Is that yes, what you get from that, it? That's what I take out of that, yes. 
Um, one would think that if these games were making enough money, though, that wouldn't be an issue. That's the thing; they weren't. You know, and yeah, that's and the thing. so They're yeah, they pulled them so... because nobody was buying them, and it was more. It made more financial sense than to just pull the games down and to have people buying them and then complaining about them because they didn't work on their new phones or new versions of Android mm-hmm. or iOS. Uh, it's dawned on me uh, because we were talking about it last week that uh, Square Enix and Konami are both going to be going to the mobile gaming market, presumably primarily uh, for Konami to do. Um, Original games, you know, um, Square Enix has, uh, you know, one or two, um, I think, games out on, on mobile platform that aren't, you know, reskinned or redone versions of Final Fantasy games. Um, and those have sold relatively well. I think the mistake Sega might have made here was putting putting classics out on the market that I think I, I would rather buy most of the games in this list of Sega games than buy like the in-app purchase, you know, junk that's yes. floating around on the market. But apparently Jet Set Radio was a great game. It is, but, but it's also available. It was also available on like, um, uh, e-shops and the arcade titles, stuff like that. And I'd rather have it on like my Xbox and my phone. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that their customers here were people who don't have those other platforms mm, yeah. that only have a phone, like sure. you know, k- kids yeah. whose parents give them an iPod Touch or whatever, an old Android device, and you know, because it's their old device as opposed to buying them a, a new Vita or 3DS or something like that. Well, I think um, a lot of the big companies are finding that you can't just you can't just repurpose your classics and dump them onto this platform. Yeah. Unlike you can do do that for pretty much any other platform, people will buy them. Can't do it with this because a lot of what I think stands in the way of the nostalgia of the way people remember them and what they turn out to be on on like mobile gaming platforms on the phone specifically is what we talked about last week. Touch controls are not always responsive in platformers or you know a game like the Jet Set games. I don't I don't even can't even fathom how that would control if you don't have you know like the Moga controller or one of the Bluetooth controllers. So maybe that's the mistake. Maybe that's where they went wrong is just assuming that if they just dump them on there, people are going to buy them because of the the name, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I could see that because I I don't know. I don't know what they were charging for them or how they they probably didn't bother to market them at all. Um, Probably not. I mean, a lot of people are kind of worried about Sega right now anyway. Sega is not going to have a booth at all at E3 this year. They're not doing. How are people going to know about their new vinyls? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) They're going to listen to Gamerhead Radio. That's all they know about it. They got two bearded gentlemen fedoras out front with them. That's true. Right next to the Nintendo World Championships. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you could pre-order the vinyls, and they could uh, they could give away free copies of Sonic Boom, and people still would say, no, just send me the records. Yeah. <laughs> um, to give you guys an idea of the, the full list of games that are going to be pulled from the store, it's Afterburner Climax, Altered Beast, Echo the Dolphin, Golden Axe 1, 2, and 3, Jet Set Radio, Fantasy Star 2, Space Harrier 2, Streets of Rage 1 and 3. Not 2, though. Hmm. Um, Super Monkey Ball 1 and 2, Super Monkey Ball Adventure, Super Monkey Ball Tip and Tilt 1 and 2, Super Monkey Ball Touch and Roll, Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz Splits, and Super Monkey Ball... No, that's it. <laughs> that, I, that, that seemed like the list was never going to end. And then Virtua Fighter 2. So all the Super Monkey Ball. And all the Golden Axes. Yes. All of those. Which makes sense because I follow in line with John. All of those would suck dick on touchscreen. But if it, uh, I don't know, see, Monkey Ball is just you're just rolling around. Like if they just put it into the whole tilt controls of the phone, that seems like it'd be natural to me. I don't know. And you've lost me because every time there's tilt controls, <laughs> they never respond the way you want them to. You also haven't had like an up to date phone in ever. So <laughs> Zach Morris and I are just rocking together. Oh man, there's a there's a there's a reference that's going to just float <laughs> over everybody's head except for mm, a certain age. Maybe. Who are ordering vinyl this week? It's true. Anybody who's ordering those records will get it. That's true. For sure. That's true. Because they'll be using the same phone. No, I'll call it. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a club? If you're Do, you guys age, do we have club? to have the same phone? 
All right. The Mom, get one... off the phone. I'm trying to make a phone call. Where's the meatloaf, Mom? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Uh, coming in at number one this week, um, Xbox. Xbox Lives is going to be doing a, kind of a, a rewards program similar to how uh, Nintendo was doing, where they're going to be sending people physical things. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> The rewards program they have it now doesn't work. The despair in your voice when you said that. You sounded very (laughs) upset. Um, So for the uninitiated, uh, the Xbox Live Rewards program is a cool little service provided by Microsoft to Xbox Live users, allowing them to earn small amounts of money based on what they've bought and played via the Xbox Live service. So most people will go and pick up a couple of bucks every now and then uh, from the service if they're lucky, but it seems that Microsoft is pushing the boat out a little uh, with it a little now, possibly with a new view to expanding it permanently. So on Tuesday, certain, quote, VIP users were offered the ability to jump in and claim physical items. Only a few hundred users were invited to the page that contained action figures, posters, books, Blu-rays, controllers, and more. Some of the items were even signed, which is kind of nice. You don't see that stuff very often. Uh, the rules stated that VIPs were eligible to claim one item, which would be shipped within two to three weeks. The claim, uh, claims page was at the same address as the standard Xbox Live Rewards page, and once an item was chosen by the user, it returned to the standard page. Um, everybody's saying that they're, they're, this is something that they're testing sort of quietly now um, to possibly kind of talk about a little bit more at E3 since we're just uh, around the bend from that. Um, We've seen programs like this come and go for various companies doing various things. You know, GameStop does a program like this where you can redeem your points and stuff like that, you know, um, to get stuff. I have a couple items from there from back in the day. Everything I ordered from there either fell apart or was a piece of shit. Um, You know, Nintendo, as we talked about not too long ago, is discontinuing their physical rewards program. Um what do you guys think about this? Do you think uh, do you think these physical um, physical rewards programs are better than you know DLC or you know digital content, or do you think there's much of a place left in the world for it? I don't know. Like the one they have that Xbox has that system, and now we're like you were talking about where like you, you I still don't know. I've been in this thing for like a year, and supposedly you're supposed to be able to do stuff, and they'll give you points, and every time you meet five thousand points, you get money put on your account like two three bucks whatever like a little hand over a year and i buy a hell of a lot of things off xbox live and i have yet to reach five thousand points so i'm not as sure exactly what i'm supposed to be purchasing but i'm not doing it apparently. yeah i get a i get an email statement from yeah, that. So i get I, that ev- email all ev- the time i've been Every stuck month? at three thousand points for about a year <laughs> yeah it my imbalance never ever goes up yeah and I don't even know how I got the 3,000 points, honestly. I think, <laughs> there's, a, I think there's a sign-up bonus. Yeah. What, what, <laughs> well, no, I was at zero. I was at zero one month, and the next month it was like, oh, you did something. Here's 3,000 points. And I'm like, what I do? And they're like, don't worry about what you did. Just don't you did it. I'm like, I, but I would like to continue to do that. So to add physicality into it, eh, I'd keep it. <laughs> you guys get but that they, part of it they did down. mention that some of the stuff is signed memorabilia. Who it's signed by, they have not specified. Um, it's probably uh, Steve down in uh, the mailroom. Oh, well, that's no good. No. Yes, it? yes. It's probably uh, it's probably uh, Sneak King. Let you me know, see edition copy. Depending on what it is, um, I, I think it's cool to offer signed incentives like that. Action figures is not a yeah. bad thing either. Posters, you know. And, yeah, but then they put the number so high that you might as well just go out and buy the action and figure the and action go meet figure. the guy yourself to have him sign it for yeah. the same price. What do you think, Charlie? Um, I mean, I love the idea. I'm just pretty much like Goat saying, I'm worried about the execution. Um, 
it's uh you know i i, I would much rather have like something like like to me giving digital goods to somebody as a thank you to me is like the lowest effort you can possibly put into something it's like it to me that that's like barely above a verbal thank you like or a text <laughs> thank you it's just like thanks you know it takes it takes just above zero effort to like hit a button and send somebody like uh, you know dlc for something you make it sound like they're 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 giving you like a they're referring to you as like your your whatever your account id number is like you don't even have a name you're just user number you know and yeah. then here's your we appreciate shit. you account number one one six four two here's dlc number six five two eight good god yeah. you're right that is steely and cold well it's, I, it's, I, uh, um, I i've always used the equivalent of uh you know those coupons you get in the mail when you move because you change your address <laughs> yeah but the, the 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 <laughs> Like welcome the to the post neighborhood. office package. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the neighborhood. Yeah, we're just saying that you. At least your those have your name custom printed on them. This <laughs> DLC does not. I should say. It is um, true. Now, so I mean, like the the effort and money and just everything that goes into actually producing something physical, especially if it's signed, the additional effort that's put into that and mailing it out to somebody. I mean, to me, that shows an actual amount of like like real appreciation to the customer to the user. So I mean, like I'm all for it, but. Like we've said, uh, we were all in this program already, and we have seen not even digital results out of it. So, I mean, like, yeah. apparently it's only, like, the top-tier people, like, the people who, like, have, like, 300, 400, 500,000 gamer score or whatever mm. that are seeing any benefit out of this. Now, according to Xbox Live's own reward site, they say um, uh, you can get rewarded by, for completing punch cards. What? Um, taking surveys, spending in the Xbox store, and more. I don't even know what a punch I don't, card I, is. I don't. I wouldn't even know where to get these things or do I know, those things. Oh, you know what? Well, uh, the, the only thing I could think of that they might be referring to is that in the beta program, in the in the Xbox One OS update beta program, whenever an update comes out, they basically come out with like these quests that you can go to, basically to try out these new features. So it's like this, uh, you know, you, 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 you're given a text walkthrough about how to, how to use whatever this new feature is. Like whether, when it was, um, you could set like your own content and like the, the banner header of like your profile. It like told you like, go to this screen, then do this, then do this, do this. Once you've, once you've done all that, come back here and tell us what you thought of the process. It's actually really great. Um, cause at one, it makes sure that you know how to use it. And two, it, it's collecting immediate feedback from people. It's like, so you just did this. What did you think of it? Great. So maybe that's the punch card thing that they're talking about, but still that's only for beta members. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, I've never seen a survey. I've never seen an email that says to go take a survey. No, I just get yeah. the same email you guys do. Maybe month. they're all going into our spam folders. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly so. Um, yeah, they, they also say Xbox Live Rewards is all about you. That's why we designed the program with you in mind. Whether you're an avid gamer with an ever-growing gamer score or a movie buff who lives and breathes Xbox video. <laughs> that's, there, there, that's what we're doing wrong. We're not, watch, we're not buying stuff on Xbox video. Nah, none of them. Reward you for is. doing what you love. <laughs> uh, the more you do with Xbox One 360, the more you get. Sign up today, yada, yada, yada. And I know we're in it because we're all getting these statements, so yeah. I, um, I don't know. Hey, I've watched two free movies on Xbox video. Where's my free money? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I love the idea. Um, if anybody's doing this right, get a hold of us because I'd like yeah, to know what I'm doing wrong. Please and thank you. Um, I, now I see on this site um, that uh, that apparently there's a link to the May survey, and you get 250 rewards credits for. Um, so the fact that Microsoft Xbox division, uh, the fact that I had to come to the site to even know that this existed, you're doing something wrong. Just saying. Yeah, but as it is a rewards program from a PR level, it might look good to people that they have one, but 
maybe they're not pushing it because they don't want to give people rewards. I, I guess mean, it's really like we have yeah. it, but let's not. Well, talk might about have been it, one of those but... things too. Like, hey, Club Nintendo's doing something. Xbox rewards. All right, throw that in the back of your file drawer. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. You see shit like this all the time. There was a very brief period of time where I worked for GameStop um, because I was toying with the idea of of opening my own brick and mortar. Uh, video game retail shop and uh, wanted to investigate what it was to work in video game retail. So I worked at GameStop for like three months. It was all I could, I'd (laughs) any more and I would have burned them all down. Um, And I remember when we got in there, they had the, the rewards cards, the, you know, the black, the free black cards, the power up cards. And then they had the pro, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, power up rewards cards where you would buy that and you get the subscription to game informer and all that shit that comes with it. And I remember the first day I got there, they looked at me, they pulled the cards out of the drawer, and they said, okay, these are the black ones, the free ones, and then we got the power-up rewards things. You need to sell the power-up rewards cards. We have the black ones, but we don't have the black ones. Don't ever pull these out. Don't tell people we have them, and if they ask for them, lie and tell them, oh, they got to buy the power-up cards. And I looked at my then-manager and said, I'm not going to do that. you know. And he just blinked at me, and I said... I have a black card. I pulled it out of my wallet. And he says, oh, well, what can we do to get you to upgrade that? And I was just like, not a single one of you will ever, ever get me to upgrade. I still know that guy to this day. And every time I see him, I pull it out and I waggle it in his face. <laughs> but, it, that, but the point is, is companies do stuff like that all the time. They sure. make incentive programs that are good for people. And then they build something else around it and go, use that to get them here. But don't, don't give them that. Don't do that. Give away the, the story. Ah, uh, the old bait and switch. <sighs> God, rough. Um, either way, um, I'll be curious to see what it is they put into the program once it's developed. You know, I'm sure if it, if they don't announce it at E3, that seems like a missed opportunity. Yes. Um, yes. but who knows? You know, um, we'll see if it's worth uh, digging into. I'll I'll get some free stuff. Um, definitely. Speaking a little bit, um, I know we're getting close to the season, so uh, just so you guys can be prepared if you haven't been a listener since last year, uh, when we do our E3 coverage, we will be doing three shows. The uh, the uh, Normally, we have our show go up every Tuesday, uh, typically, um, but for E3, we, uh, we, we go the extra mile for you guys, and then some. Um, so on the weekend before E3, so hopefully on that Sunday, give or take, um, before E3 actually happens, our predictions episode will be going up. Um, that will be interesting because that's actually the weekend that I will be uh, up at MLP MSP. So we will be recording that probably the week before, and then I'll be posting that from the road, literally. Um, and then uh, as soon as E3 happens, uh, we will do a news roundup episode in the middle of the week where basically we'll take all of the news that was announced, anything that's worth uh, you guys knowing about, consolidate it down, and basically just give a report of, 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 of everything that was announced. We'll talk about it a little bit, but it's, uh, it's not going to follow the... None of these will follow the normal show format at all um, because everything is just all about E3 that week. And finally... After that, after we've t- had time to digest and think about everything, um, we will have a, uh, a, a, a a roundup at the end to kind of kind of talk about what we think about uh, all the news that was announced, uh, who won quote unquote E three and so on and so forth, and just talk about what we're excited for, what we think was uh, any missed opportunities uh, that uh, that may be mentioned. Uh, and uh, so yeah, E uh, three week is always a busy week for us. Me especially, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but yeah. So um, just uh, just so you guys can be prepared for that. If you miss any of the press conference or anything like that, don't worry, we have you covered. That's gonna do it for news. Otherwise, this week. So if you'll remember last week's episode, we talked a bit about the uh, in the Konami roundup about their um, 
uh, unusual figure uh, for the character Quiet. Uh, we, 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 we talked about our feelings about the figure uh, in length in the previous episode, we'll, so we'll, we'll keep it short on, on, on that particular note here. But uh, we just wanted to follow up a bit because now at this point we've, we've seen an unboxing of the, of the figure and, yes. um, and uh, you know, some actual video of, the, um, of its particular enhancements in action, so to speak, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. action figure, and uh, it, uh, <laughs> action. Yeah. Uh, it turns out it's not quite as actionable as I kind of imagined it to be from the description and the pictures. It's uh, yes. it's, it's kind of stiff, actually, from the look of things. Yeah, um, I mean, you. It seems you can press them together if need be for but some reason. They're not as for some reason. I pictured it being more like a like a soft or silicone rubber. Because, yeah, because I'm a man. <laughs> uh, but it's it's it's. Only just movable enough to squeeze them together, and it almost looks like it resists enough that it would become uncomfortable to hold them that way for long, and then you let them go and probably yeah. never touch them again. So. Yep, yeah, they they don't stay in place or anything like that, um, which which actually crossed my mind, like um, you know that uh, that they would be positionable almost. Oh um, my god! <laughs> I'm just like saying. like there's wire in them, and I they'll mean, just like basically, or like uh, or at the very least, whatever material was inside them that makes them flexible would be would hold its shape. So like I, if, if if you wanted, it, I mean like if uh, again we're talking about the customer who wants these wants this yeah, in the first place. Sure. If you if this if this person wanted to give her the insane mile long cleavage that you could put them that way, and then they would stay there because apparently that's what this person wants. Um, as a, as a purchaser, fully posable means fully posable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anywhere in the description it said fully posable. you got to be Which careful with a half naked action figure like that. But I'll tell you, um, it not nearly as nefarious as it seemed like it might be. Uh, and I mean, as opposed to you know any other scantily clad uh, character action figure out there. I yeah. I did have somebody, and a friend of mine, ask me um, that, that listened to the episode this last week. He said that they were disappointed to see that it wasn't more uh, movable. And I asked, I said, well, why though? I said, I mean, it still kind of serves the purpose of the weird action that they want it to. So what, what were you disappointed about? He's like, well, frankly, I was kind of hoping to take it by its legs and just bounce it around everywhere so that it, they would <laughs> jiggle. And I was just like, that is fucked up, man. <laughs> you <laughs> are fucked up. You want to play paddle ball with them. Yeesh. <laughs> Inappropriate. Yeah, that's um. Well, it's not that. So it's not that. Yeah. So give an idea to give a, a people out there an idea. It's not that. So I I don't think it's gonna. I, I hope it doesn't bother people as much as it seemed like it could. Yeah, um, just I, the half naked part, you know, was alone uh, enough to to bother some people. Yeah, and um, we'll we'll get to our our listeners' responses when we get to the mailbag a little bit later. But as many of them pointed out, um. This is hardly the worst thing that you'd find if you went to a video game or anime convention with a um, with a you know so some places that you'll go to they have a very strict like family friendly only merchandise policy but if they don't have that you will find way worse things. There's yeah, those conventions there and then there's Asin where yeah. everybody's wearing a thong, man, woman, child, everyone's half naked at this yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've definitely been to a couple of conventions where their badge is the most clothing they're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> That's not far from. Yeah, the truth. Yeah. I was actually talking about the merchandise, but you guys all have a good <laughs> well, points. Well, but everything. The merchandise, <laughs> yeah. the people, everybody, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, if uh, if you're curious to know what, what I mean by this, um, you can just Google uh, anime body pillow. And that'll, uh, that'll well, you know, just, just make, you might have to turn off the safe search filter on that one. Um, because, yes. Um, there are options. Be, uh, pretty much <laughs> every option, yes. Um, and uh, this is definitely not the first time that, uh, that, uh, 
actual licensed merchandise of this nature has uh, has come up. We did a little bit of digging. Uh, it didn't take very much effort, and we we, we found quite a, quite a few um, uh, swings qu- and a misses, questionable uh, <laughs> license, official license uh, uh, pieces that that have that have appeared in the wild. Um, for example, on a, on, a, on a very similar note, um, you guys might remember the game uh, No More Heroes Two. Um, apparently, they came out with a line of lingerie specifically licensed uh, for this game because you can make your significant other a quiet doll. <laughs> Here's the thing. Sure. <laughs> when we were talking about this a little bit off the air, my my perspective on this was is like fucking nobody bought no more heroes to <laughs> anyways. Who's gonna like? Well, I must have the official line of lingerie. You know, I've got this this vision in my head of of you know like no more like diehard no more heroes two fans doing the fucking Buffalo Bill like, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me thing. Wearing the lingerie while they're playing the game with like <laughs> lipstick smeared all around their their mouth in like a huge circle. I would have to concur that probably most of those purchases never hit the right gender skin. It could. Who knows? One yeah. Thing. Guys, if you buy this for your girl, your girlfriend or wife, you're pretty much asking for them to break up with you. So um, pack beforehand. Uh, yeah. Uh, unless you're not, in which case, good for you. Um but uh, but yeah, um, there's uh, there's also the officially licensed uh, Dead or Alive Kasumi Squishy Pillow. Now um, this is this is a uh, now I've I've seen uh, again we've talked about like the various stuff like this that you find at like anime and video game conventions. Um, um, you can also find mouse pads where basically in 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 place of a wrist rest or as a wrist rest, um, as it were, I suppose um, there are. Um, well, well, there, there's a, there's a picture of a female torso on the body of the mouse pad, and then where the wrist rest is, well, um, you have some support there. I'll just leave it at that. And um, <laughs> this is not that. This is just a a square uh, a, a square pillow with Kasumi's picture on it. But uh, what, what's of particular note about this is that Konami's own description of this pillow on their website. This is this is their own words. Um, they say. Uh, because the the character Kasumi is in fact wearing a a, a pink um, brazier in this uh, in, in, on this pillow. It's <laughs> God, this description is cringeworthy. Uh, dunning sexy pink lingerie and a sly smile, it will seem as if Kasumi is lying there right beside you. This is not a dream, DOA fans. For only fifty five dollars, cuddling up to Kasumi can be a reality. Um, that's creepy. I I feel uh, soiled and dirty. Just listening to it, I just—I've never been that lonely in my life. It, I mean, <laughs> um, we'll we'll post a link to to these products uh, in the show notes. Um, if you guys didn't know, we do have show notes for uh, for uh, on all of our episodes. Just take a look at the description and your podcast players. You should find it there or on the website. Um, but um, it, I, I don't really call this. I'm showing the picture right now to my my my, my co-host. I don't really call that a sly smile. I think that's more like she's imagining you with your head removed. Look, if if you if when you see this image, what you're gonna find is is that um, oh, whoever whoa, whoa. rendered this character, she looks that, really unhappy. That face yeah. is the you just asked her to get in the van, and she doesn't know what to say. No, face. that right there. <laughs> Is the face of judgment. <laughs> yes, it really is. She is judging you. She's yeah. judging me. I need to scroll away from this picture. Yeah, scroll away. Scroll <laughs> away, Charlie. That, that would be the other one where you're like, can I have your number? And she just stares at you blankly and you're like, I'll take that as a no. That's what it's like. That's exactly what it's like. <laughs> you're um, like, oh. So who, moving, who patronizes these awful services? I, I wait, 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 that was Konami too, right? Y- yeah, okay. no, 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 no. No, Dead or Alive is a Tecmo. 
Um, what did I say? Didn't I? Did I say? What did I think I you say? said Konami. Did you say Konami? Oh my God, that's even worse. Pretty sure Dead or Alive is a Tecmo product. It could be. Oh, I think I, I think I saw Kasumi, and oh. my brain went Konami. Yes, it is Tecmo. Yes. Correct. Okay. Good. So, good. So Kasumi. Um, okay, that's yes. much better. Um. So even credit more. where credits due. Uh, Tecmo, you nasty. <laughs> no, no, Tecmo, te- Tecmo, you ain't nasty. You know exactly who's gonna buy that pillow, and you yeah. worded it exactly for the those exact fellas. same people who bought Dead or Alive. Okay, Beach let me fix yes. that. Tecmo fans, you nasty. <laughs> Much better. Uh, but you can get clean with the Super Mario Brothers Shower Power Shower Head, uh, which is um, it's it's an actual re- like replacement shower head handheld showering device. That um, is in the shape of Luigi holding up Mario, holding up a blue pipe that sprays water on you. But don't worry, it comes with built-in scald protection. I can't imagine why every home doesn't have one. <laughs> Sounds wanna, like a, a bona fide hit to me. Hold on. I want to know how many children in, 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 in this market have their own bathroom well, to I, get a shower head in I want to know how the scald protection works because uh, if you just turn the hot water on... Full blast! It's gonna funnel through that. How do you not burn the shit out of yourself? I, I what is scald know. protection? I want to know what the, that uh, is. The resolution on the image of this product is not clear enough. There is details at the bottom, but I can't make it out. Um, um, I'd also like to note that it really looks like L- Luigi is trying to look up Mario's skirt that isn't there. Um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's some weird man on man power stancing. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine that something like this that probably was not a very very large run of these made, I can imagine. Probably not easy to find, but Gamerhead Radio listeners, uh, I'm going to try and find one online and see if I can burn the shit out of myself with it. And you can do that with the Stranglehold Berettas, which were made... <laughs> <laughs> which what are a, what a what a what a beautiful segue because they're actually lighters. There's, mm. I remember when they I remember when they put these out. Yep. So so for the Wait, game, so they're selling lighters to presumably children. Uh, well, Stranglehold, I'm sure, was an M-rated game. So okay. no. yeah, yeah. That, so uh, this was yeah, Midway better. did Stranglehold. <laughs> yes. John Woo's Stranglehold. Yes. Yes. So yeah. teenagers, a much better demographic to have lighters. Yeah. So so this is a. Um, if you've ever seen in like a kung fu movie or something like that, or any kind of gangster movie where they bring out like the 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 shiny silk lined box and opened it up so that the mob boss could pick up his very shiny, yeah. very expensive. Usually with like ivory grips or yeah, something. Yeah. You know. So so these are presented in a similar fashion. It's a pair of silver pistols so that say Stranglehold on on them. But uh, they are not pistols. They, uh, but they are packing heat. <laughs> no. they're 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 basically just really impractical cigarette lighters. Um, Who's gonna carry those around or ever use them for anything ever? It's like dual pistols. Or dual you just pistols. Sit, what do you do? Do you keep it in a, in one of those like <laughs> sling holsters under your arm, and then whenever a buddy's like, "I need a light," you just pull the gun out and, <laughs> and point it in no. his face. She's and light it. You no. need to leave the party. <laughs> no, you get a lighter leash for it, and you hang it on your visor. So when then when people in traffic, your flight friends like I need to light a cigarette. You just pull a gun and point it at them in your car, and and then and then you get arrested and or possibly tased or shot. It's okay, officer. I'm just lighting a cigarette. Oh, but who smokes God. anymore, anyways? Ah, <laughs> and uh, all right. right then. So you can wash yourself. You could sleep with people or you could let your friends on fire with a pistol we're doing great here so guys. far what so you're far. telling me is is i could take a shower with my kasumi body body pillow guarantee that neither of us get burned while i light a smoke with my stranglehold pistols um 
Yes. Charlie, I like what you're doing here. You're making this uh, this quiet doll seem like nothing. <laughs> Sounds like a bitchin' Friday night to me. <laughs> Malleable boobs have nothing on what you just said. And as long as you're going out in the town, you can spritz yourself with some little Resident Evil 4 aftershave, because... Why not? But what would that <laughs> smell like? Um, <laughs> smells like T-Virus. Uh, yeah, it, um, to promote the release of Resident Evil 4, its developer created Leon's Collection, a series of products <laughs> <laughs> designed with the sensibilities of the game's main character in mind. What this sensibilities included, are those? This included sunglasses, a jacket. I remember the jacket was a hot item at the time. It was. Um, and aftershave, because fans don't want to just look like a character, they want to shave like him too, apparently. Let me, um... So there's a point. In some young man's life, where a woman asks him what he's wearing, and he has to respond with, Leon. <laughs> I smell like Leon. Ode to Leon. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Leon? <laughs> While wearing the sunglasses, a J- like That's it. You, you show up to a date dressed like Leon, smelling like Leon. And then the second you try to explain to your date what you're wearing and what you smell like, she's going to smack you in your mouth and run as fast as she can away from you. No, she's slowly just going to close the door and lock it. Yeah, but on the... uh, And then you chase her and say, no, wait, come back. I'm the master of unlocking things. (laughs) (laughs) Which escalates it to the next level. Wait, then she what? Actually, uh, that's when protection. All, that's when Umbrella shows up, also knows your local police department, and intervenes. It's true. <laughs> um, but on on the flip side, props to the Leon cosplayer that's wearing this because that's going the extra mile. Yes, I. I the problem with all of these products is they are yes, they are awful. But I want to know what it's like to engage all of them except for the fucking pillow. No interest in the pillow. But I want to know what Leon smells like. Wait. I want to know what his perfume no it just I would like to know what this product that Capcom created uh, smells like I would like to uh, uh, no don't say drinking it's musk that's not right either I'm just gonna move on. There is no way to get out of that. <laughs> no, without... no. Um, but on, uh, but the, the 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 pillow for what it's worth does have stress relieving microbeads. <laughs> I just I wanna I want that, to that made it worse. I want to engage that, but that, I feel like it's it, it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god. Um, I, I still feel that that pillow should come with a free can of shout stain remover. <laughs> Ew. Because a tide pen. God, everything damn. that they just said is like, we know what you're gonna do with it. You're gonna have stains. Yeah, it's gross. Pretty much. It's gross, man. Yeah. So there is uh there is definitely no uh no uh no no lacking in wacky video game related merchandise out there. I um, thought you were gonna say no lacking in whacking. <laughs> I, I swear to God, that's where I thought you were going with it. And I was wow. about to go. Oh, what's he doing? What is? Why is he doing this? For fifty five dollars, John, you can. Nope, I'm good. Sleep on a pillow. God, nope. What is wrong with you? I'm good. Sorry. Proceed. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we should probably proceed off uh, off this topic. So, ladies and gentlemen, this doll isn't even the worst. We, no. we, the worst is yet to come. I hate to say it, and that was the really wrong way to say that. But <laughs> I don't. You. I don't. You know, the thing is, is I know that I've I've seen other like really weird like video game tie-in type merchandise but i can't off the top of my head the only thing i can think of is the the terrible thing that that 
uh, Ubisoft did last year with Assassin's Creed Unity where they, <laughs> you could get like, you know, if you bought like the Edge shaving gel, there were a couple of different scents that you could buy. Mm-hmm. And each one gave you uh, an, a DLC code for like, <laughs> like clothing that you wore in the game. Like one of them was like, you know, download the buy or purchase this particular smell of Edge shaving gel and you'll get pants that make you run faster you know, or like. <laughs> uh, yeah i mean we could have a whole i mean that's a whole another show oh, topic yeah. talking about uh failed marketing campaigns yeah. like oh i mean just just look at uh dante's inferno what they did for that oh my god that was i mean that marketing whoever that marketing department needs to just not be fired like those people just need to find new jobs in a different business because yeah. they 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 did not think that through at all nope um and that that's a whole nother show yeah. but um uh, yeah, so 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 let, let, let's go ahead and move on from from wacky video game merchandise and see what you guys had to had to say about the quiet action figure doll. So for this week's mailbag question, hey, we asked, listen. "What do you think of the Metal Gear Solid quiet figure? Is it offensive to women, or do people need to calm down and worry about other things?" Jason Paskowitz says, "I've seen worse." Yes, yes, so have we. We, we, we just talked. <laughs> we about just a lot talked of, about yeah. worse. We've seen pillows. <laughs> Uh, Dash Laramie said, uh, not that bad. There's usually worse stuff sold on con floors. Yes, very much. Uh, Danny Waskow uh, quoted his wife's reaction saying, uh, that's cool. Do they do that with guys' butts and stuff? Um, so kind of what I said last week. Everyone yep, wants they, to squish a butt they, 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 they should is the answer to that. Uh, Brian Lesser says, I get where people might be a little offended or put off by the figurine. However, I've seen a lot worse from anime conventions, mm-hmm. be it figurines like the quiet figure uh, that are out in the open and for sale. Um Oh, apparently the, uh, the 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 Japanese name for the body pillows we were talking about are dakimakuras, dakimakuras, um, and other cosplayers also are so, mm. often quite more offensive than this figure, like like like, like we talked about. So uh, yes, all very true. And uh, so moving on to the songbird email where she says, "Dear Technotron and Garden Goat and Fallon Flynn, mailbag answer. While it's obviously not for those of a younger age, it's still somewhat questionable as to why it was made the way it was. According to Pop, we are supposed to feel ashamed and guilty for the reason why quiet is depicted when eventually the game will tell us the origin story. But if that's so, then why is the figuring presented in such fashion? Is it to toy with people's morality who want to own it for that purpose, or are they just banking on fantasies and controversy? Uh, what would be interesting is if Quiet isn't who he appears to be and get the reaction of those who only bought the figure just for the perks. <laughs> I see what she did there. <laughs> uh, naturally, I find this awkward, but what I don't understand is why haven't they had a figure of Snake with a realistic scruffy beard or something like that? That'd be something everyone would agree with at least. That thing would get dirty and nasty. Like, Where you know. are you taking your action figures? I'm talking about, I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about Snake's face, face beard. Yeah. The beard on his face. Can you imagine if it was real? It would get like gritty and What would they make it? Yeah. Uh, she then asked, there needs to be some clarification made. The example that followed my question over, slight, over slightly ex- suggestive name titles is a real Japanese game. Oh, really? From her, from her question from last week. Uh, that's a real game name. Really? That's how I came up wow. with said question. Based on the length of that title and a- the ridiculousness of I'm going to assume it's a Vita title. <laughs> <laughs> I need to buy that title yeah. just to have on my shelf. Yeah. Because the box is going to be huge. Exactly. <laughs> billboard size. Uh, some gaming character might be comfortable in their own skin and outfits, but do you wish at times you could tone them down because you're tired tired of it for other reasons? Um, we've uh, we had an episode previously where uh, you might remember where we, we talked about um, kind of like you know just general sexism in game character design and things like that, and scantily clad women's and you know unrealistic outfits and things like that. Um, 
I have a way in here. With okay. The Witcher Three, and this is no spoilers or anything like that. But there's points where like shit's not necessary. Like I'm going through a section, right, minding my business, and it's nothing to do with what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. There's two rabbits fucking in the foreground. Are there really? Just for no, just for no reason? Yeah. Why one? I, whatever. Those rabbits, great. But why did they have to do that? That un complete. Like, because somebody at unneeded. CD Project Red thought it was funny. That's yeah, why. It, <laughs> great. But I, I, it's shit like that. Like, yeah. Guys, Does the Witcher have a sense of humor like that? Uh, is, is it supposed to be funny? No, it's supposed. Well, no, not really. <laughs> you really have to See, think about that. It can be. Like, okay. Well, I have the sense of humor, but I don't know if it's supposed to have that sense of humor. Okay. All right. Talking about Tony, but shit like that. Like, that, that, take that crap out. I don't like need, like, like certain like. Like uh, outfits, yeah, costumes and stuff. Sometimes I do want them to tone down what characters and games are wearing, but not necessarily because it's scantily clad. I mean, even like take the Gears of War characters. Um, there is nothing practical about what those people are wearing. No. I know it's designed specifically for it to look cool, but you couldn't. I, as somebody who who owns like a set of Scout Trooper armor from Return of the Jedi, and somebody who plays like. In a band, in a costume where you have to look kind of cool at a distance, but you have to be functional to move and perform and have a guitar strap over your costume. There is something to be said for functionality in attire. And um, that kind of shit, it's not because they're half naked dudes or even women in no. the later titles, but it's not functional. It's not practical. A lot of MMO armor is the same way. Like it's a big and bulky and awkward and you could you could barely if, even walk in that shit. If someone can explain to me how two shoulder pads is plus 117 uh, armor yeah. <laughs> in World of Warcraft, I would love to know. Yeah. Because, well, because entire, they're enchanted clearly. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. yeah. His little, his little like fucking cod piece. Yeah. 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 Well, not even cod piece. Usually they're like in like, you know, barbarian, briefs uh, 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 and that's it loincloth yeah. the loincloth the old mud flap yeah. <laughs> but yeah if, I, I, they need to tone it down if it's as practical. far as female character go, characters go sometimes yes I mean it depends on the character like if you're looking at a game like like lollipop chainsaw that's tongue in cheek obviously and right. the character is supposed to yeah. be a, you know cheerleader and you know supposed to be a little bit scant in, in the way that she's dressed so I mean like I don't mind nudity for a character or like kind of like a little more nude-ish, male or female, if it's practical for the the story yeah. and it makes sense in the design of the game, where there's a sense of humor about it, it's one thing. But look at the uh, you know I've been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat. Half of the female cast is really practically dressed. That's something they've they've hmm. fixed because Mortal Kombat was always a little gratuitous and it's like sort of you know uh, big boobs and you know women wearing next to nothing. This game's a little more practical that way. Characters that are like special forces characters like Sonya Blade and Jackie Briggs and Cassie Cage, they're all like, I mean, there's a little bit of sex appeal but there, like, but it's not. They're wearing not, like tactical Yeah, yeah and they're practically okay. dressed for their role, you know, for what they do. And then you've got like Melina, who is probably still the most like saucy in the way that she animates and the way she's dressed. You know, even Katana looks a lot more practical than she used to. So, I don't know. I, I'm sure a lot of that comes from evolution in gaming, but sometimes I do want them to tone it down, and sometimes I'm just fine with the way it is. It just needs to be a, at least somewhat in context. Yeah. yeah. And Hideo Kojima has said that quiet, there's a reason quiet mm-hmm. dresses this way, and you'll see in the game. I My guess is that he probably, they gloss over it very gently, and people are going to take that and go, you said you were going to explain, and... 
you know, we'll see. Yeah. But. I mean, he, he, the one thing I'll give Kojima is that he's very good at teasing stuff. And then he, he is like, he's like the master troll, like as far as like, like teasing stuff and like having it like, and like making people think something and having it turn out to be something else. So oh, it's, he's a genius. Though, it's like, entirely yeah. possible that it's entirely possible. Quiet's going to turn out to be a dude. I mean, like we don't even know. It's possible. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I've, Little yeah. does everybody know that Quiet actually just delivers a pizza to Snake. That's it. That's it. <laughs> the pizza delivery. The yeah. pizza delivery person. So Way to demean her even more. Jeez. Do you two think that it should be toned down? Like clothing? Um, no, I think, it's just, I think it should just fit. Like, all right. Like, classic yeah. thing. Classic thing. All right. You're in an office setting or doing something like that. Your, your, your secretary doesn't need double Ds and half her shirt open. I don't know what office you work in unless you work for Vivid Video. <laughs> well, I guess it doesn't make any damn Playboy, sense. I guess it would make yeah, sense. But yeah. it doesn't make any damn sense. That, that, that bugs me. Like, make it believable. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's just a little bit of realism yeah. is appreciated. Mm. Um, you know, it's, you know, even if you're going to, I mean, like, if you look at, like, Mass Effect, for example, I mean, like, you know, I th- most of, like, the female, like, armor and outfit that they had there, I mean, yes, they were form-fitting. Yes, they were, you know, objectively sexy, but, I mean, like, you know, people, like, running around in bikinis. No, I mean, no, uh, you know, no. it was, it was... I mean, the most yeah. extreme example is probably Miranda Lawson, but... Right. Even, even she, she just happens to be curvaceous in the way she's designed, but she's a very realistic-looking person. She's believable as a person. Right. You know, and... Curvy, yes, but not gratuitous, I don't think. Right. That, yeah, that, that falls into Star Trek for me. If you can put it on cable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's some shit I've seen where I'm like, that's ever going to see cable. Mm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so Songbird goes on to ask, if you had one of these forever, which would you unfortunately have to pick? A Metal Gear Soft, uh, a Metal Gear Solid soft booby figure or a Dead Island Riptide bikini torso corpse? I can answer that immediately. I would I would much rather take the quiet action figure the 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 bikini Dead Island bikini torso that was that was a bit much. How big was that? I don't even. It remember. was large. It was a torso. It was it was a decent size scale, and uh, they ended up, if I remember right, it it never actually saw release because it came under such heavy fire. People were thought it was really insensitive and um, crass, and uh, the the action figure, especially after seeing it unboxed, bothers me a little. It didn't bother me terribly much at the outset, but. Um, between the two, I find the, the Dead Island uh, bikini bust to be... For, for those of you who aren't familiar with this, feel free to Google it, but it is a bust of the bikini, basically torso, from about the thigh level where the crotch starts up to the arms and head. There's no head. It's a neck and you know no arms, kind of bikini torso area. It's, it's pretty crass, you know. Why and, is it um, British? Yeah, it's wearing a Union Jack bikini also for some reason. Um, and like part of her ribs showing, I pulled up a picture. I'm looking at it now. And uh, the head is completely severed. Um, part of the shoulder is chewed off. Uh, one, uh, both arms appear to be uh, have been chewed off, like exposed bone and everything. And it's like, yeah, why? Why? I would much rather have the quiet figure because it's a small scale figure in contrast. So this 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 torso is pretty big. It would be like... It, it would be like, like it's at least... It looks like it might be the height of like uh, the, the 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 game case. It looks like it might come really. Oh, maybe, it's maybe a little bit, big? maybe a little okay. bit taller. Maybe like an inch taller. Than Even the game still, case. that's going to draw some weird attention. People are going to come into the house and ask. It's going to be like a, a really twisted, sick version of like the leg lamp from a Christmas story. <laughs> yeah. uh, like the only, oh no, it's a major award. No. no, it's big. It's that's what I thought it it's was. Like, full size. It's like oh, it's a full bust. It's like. Like a standard bus size. Uh, it looks like it's about between 18 to 20 inches tall. Yeah, it's big, man. It, it never actually, if I remember right, it never actually saw release. Mm. I mean, I'm sure there's prototypes of it floating wow. around out there, but I now, don't think see, it ever came out. I would get that because that's something you throw in your practice space. 
That's only used for. <laughs> that's only used for. I you guess can... that is a feasible statement. Like for you a walk rock in, you're like, band, yeah. The fuck is that? Oh, I don't know. We just had to have it. Everybody, every a little behind the scenes. Everybody's practice space. We, we everybody. I don't know if they do it in the in the, the villains, but you collect all that random and stupid shit hanging on your walls because yeah. you're like, why is it did this thing? Pretty sure I'd yeah. just go with the quiet action figure. It would be a little more discreet, I think. Yes, absolutely. I'd make that a mic stand. Not only would it be hard to explain a half-naked, headless, armless, legless torso, <laughs> but one that has chunks and, you know, dead, you know, necrotic areas on its torso. That's kind of hard to explain. Yeah. Uh, unless unless you're like... it's a turncoat. I mean, explain that to your friends. <laughs> mm. uh, yes, exactly that. Uh, <laughs> finally, Songbird asks, so which gaming characters do you find weird or uncomfortable knowing there are people who desire to have their ways with them? Um, any of them? Uh, any of them, based on the fact that they're not real. Two, if... I know, I actually do know some people who ha- have an odd fascination with, like, like Nintendo characters, like any of the female Nintendo characters, like they're just so sweet. Like Peach and, and Daisy. Peach and, and Daisy. Yeah. Or I, I actually did see online that there's this odd, like, mm, I'm going to get it kind of group of people about like Renamon from Pokemon, which is really fucked up. I don't know who that is. Renamon is like a, looks kind of like a, like a rabbit. I don't even oh, know. Oh, it's, it's not it's, a Pokemon. It's, it's not a Pokemon. human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a Pokemon. Oh, okay. It's not a, a one of the trainers. It's a, it's a Pokemon. Because yeah, I know there, there's, there's a bad... Bad epidemic about people wanting Misty, which yeah, not not good, not cool. People, kind of uh, weird. Yeah. I, um, I, I, this this this, I, I definitely don't need to go into detail about this, but I'm I'm familiar with this, you know, aspect of humanity. Being a brony, I know that you know clopping is a thing. Yeah, it's not a thing that I'm thing. interested in, but uh, it's I a thing. Care. Yeah, and um, so you know, there's a uh, there's preferences and whatever for everything. But the uh, but Songbird, to answer your question. Um, it especially creeps and weirds me out anytime it's uh, like like Lolita complexes, like just completely just like skeezes me right the hell out. Um, <laughs> and uh, so that's the thing that that weirds me out the most. I mean, not not only are we talking about fictional like fictional non real people, but ones like you know that are clearly not of age. Like yeah, yeah. it's no yeah no thank you. I, I, it makes me a little bit uncomfortable too how um, people kind of. People will take a character like, like Samus, and and try to like ooh you know zero suit Samus. I understand the design of it and everything, but you took a character that the point of the character was to not necessarily have this like overly sexualized character, and then like most recently when you see Samus often in like non primary Metroid titles where she has to be wearing her armor, she's never wearing her armor. She's always like ooh you know. Yeah. I think that's a little weird sometimes. Yeah, you know? I I find it. Just going off on a quick tangent, um, Goat, how do you feel about the existence of Zero Suit Samus? Do you think that it was gratuitous and like they just didn't need they they didn't need to like sex up the character? Do you think they or are you like where are you on that scale? I I mean, it it wasn't needed, but my exact thing is all right. It's gonna happen. Rule thirty (laughs) four. Has True. ruined yeah. every, Rule 34 in fan fiction scares the shit out of me because they have ruined <laughs> so many things. Yeah. And the Zero Suit is a direct, thank God, much lighter version than it could have been derivative of Rule 34. That's all that, That's all how it worked out. See, like, but there was right, a has practical to way to do that, though. I have no problem with what she was wearing. I don't have a problem with the design of it because no. she has to be wearing something under that armor. It can't just mm-hmm. be like a T-shirt and a pair of jeans. That would be Why not? strange, you know? What do you could wear under be, your armor, could buddy? Could be. <laughs> but, you know, um, 
there's like a whole aspect. Like one would assume that it's something that on a thermal level keeps her cool in there. And, you know, I mean, like, like there's practical applications to the design of it. If the person wearing the suit, wearing the armor happens to be curvy or sexy or that's, that doesn't bother me, but they took the practical design of it. My guess is whoever originally designed zero suit Samus probably wasn't like, Ooh, it's gonna be just butt cheeks all the time. <laughs> like I'm sure it wasn't. They, they weren't being like lewd about it. I I could be wrong, but a lot of things like that happen where people design something that like they design something with a functional concept in mind, and then people take the concept and and just make it dirty. You know what I mean? And, and then sex it all it, up. It, and and then the more people that get their hands on the design and change it over time, over time it just becomes. Um, a trope, and then they just slap the trope on it and go. I think that's what happens with kind yeah. of stuff like that. So you're saying Sam has got too many hands on her, and she got all sexed up. Mm, that that you are twisting my words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so thank you, Songbird, and to everybody else that uh, sent in your questions and responses uh, to our, our question this week. I know it was a, a, a lighter topic for the week, but uh, well, you know, uh, not all of these can be uh, super serious. <laughs> I guess they can't all be hard hitting breaking news. They have to be silly. I'm super serial, guys. <laughs> uh, so, John, what do you have coming up in the life of John or Fallon in Flanders? In the life of, of, of what's fucking uh, glad of up to Ned you? Flinders, Fallon <laughs> Flanders, John <laughs> Flinderson. Um, I'm going to be doing uh, this coming week. We're I've talked about it a couple times on the show. The rescheduled uh, Fearless Radio event is happening um, uh, this coming Saturday. Um, you can uh, find information online at our Facebook page, the Vs for Villains Facebook page, my Facebook page, the Fallon Flynn Facebook page. Um, you know, there's two ticket prices. I talked about that last week, a $10 price, which just gets you access to the show. And then a uh, $25 package, which gets you, uh, a tea party with the villains, uh, as well as a couple of other things that they're talking about over there at Fearless Radio. Um, it's going to be a cool thing. Uh, it's a fundraiser for the uh, the radio station, and uh, you know the proceeds go to to helping them operate their their radio station, keep it moving, keep it going. It's an FCC free radio station. Um, it's an internet only radio station. Um, been around for a long time. Been a very good friend to uh, V's for Villains and then Digital Mindy before we were V's for Villains. Um, so yeah, check that out. Um, and then uh, next month at uh, the Wire in Berwyn. It's a brand new venue. Uh, really nice room so far as I've been able to tell. State of the art sound system. Really great stage. Uh, good beer selection from what I could tell too. I'll be there. Um, <laughs> sold. <laughs> I, I, I got you, sucker. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's uh, that's going to be next month. I believe on the twenty uh, seventh of uh, of May or June rather. Um, so keep keep uh, keep your ear to the ground for some announcements on that coming up. Uh, that's going to be a really cool show. It hasn't happened in a long time, and a bunch of you uh, villain fans that listen to Gamerhead Radio have been asking us for a long time. My father's band, uh, Colonel Gunn's Wild West Show, is going to be opening for us at that show, and I haven't performed with my father in a long time. Oh, so. Hang on. I'm sorry. So when when we saw you guys at um, at the Bottom Lounge a couple weeks ago, yes. and your father came out in the costume, is that? Yes, that's, that's Colonel Gunn. Gunn. That's amazing. That's my dad's villain character. My dad has a villain character. That's oh, well. And, I, I figured as much, but so he has he has a band kind of like really. Yeah, to that it's as like well? a cowboy supervillain band. That's yeah, awesome. So now you gotta go. Good beer and both bands. Yeah, but it's not. I, they don't I, do yeah. just like Wild West songs. Okay. It's like they do a bunch of like standards from like the sixties and seventies and stuff like that. There's a whole bunch of different things. Um, it's it's a bunch of it's a bunch of different like sixties and seventies standards and songs that uh, I mean like they do hooked on a feeling, which is awesome. <laughs> and, you awesome. know, like. Uh, 
my my cousin sings in the band and it's um you know do like proud mary and like you know it's like a bunch of songs you know the kind of shit that's fun to have a drink to and then just like sing because you you grew up listening okay. to this shit all and right you know it. so um and they do it well and maybe maybe if i can talk my my wonderful lady into doing it she used to sing in the band with my father before we had our son maybe my dad's trying to like Trying to get her to get up there and, and do it too. My son will be at that show. It's an all ages show, and we've got little like baby firing range headphones for him. And <laughs> awesome. he's done it once before at Con Alt Delete, and we're gonna bring him to the show. So if any of you guys want to say hi to my sweet son, um, you know, come come to the show and you can see him. Will he be in costume? We're working on it. Okay. We'll see if we can make that happen because that would be awesome. <laughs> yes, uh, it already happened once. We're gonna try and do that again. So awesome. that's everything we got coming up for now. Is more details unfold for that wire show we'll keep you posted but that's it for villains right now i think after that um anime midwest and then we're gonna try and and shut it down for a minute so we can finish working on the second album and finish these costumes i've been talking about for months so that should be it very cool goat uh let's see just same old thing new band codename phoenix check us out at phoenix codename on the twitter trying to get everything under control there and then my time is ticking to ship off for warp tour for it's probably going to be a hot, sweaty summer. That's about Just all I like get going on. You think that, that, that new music you've been talking about is going to be out before you leave? I uh, better. I'm going to stab someone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Puerto Rican one. I'm the I'm one just, that should be stabbing it's people. It's just been studio prob after studio prob, but it's just like, uh, I think I'm going to have to bring... Bring the, the, the Technotronic horn out there and big. Just fix the fucking thing. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, I work for beer, so it should be. I love yeah. that. You make it sound like Charlie walks into the room, looks at your electronics, flexes, and then it just does whatever it is that he wants. That's what okay. happened last time. That's, um, yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, you there, mean that's not how it works? That, no, there's a joke at my office. Um, oh. If anytime anything ever breaks, all I have to do is like walk over to like them and like all of a sudden starts working again. So the joke is that. They should pay me just to do laps around the office because nothing would ever break. So you have like an area of effect. Wait, you should uh, make that happen because then you don't have to run in the morning anymore. Yeah, right. You can stay up later and play with us. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I've, I've not seriously, but kind of seriously, but not seriously wondered if sometimes if my mutant power is like being able to like <laughs> subconsciously talk to electronics and computers. No. And, and, no, I know, I'm just no. It's right. just fear. They know you're Magneto and if, yeah. <laughs> if they mismind you, they will get the, the hose or whatever. Magnet, magnet would be very, very, magnets. very scary to a piece of electrical or electronic equipment, I guess. Uh, yeah, magnets, water, <laughs> yeah, all all those things. Okay, yeah. definitely, definitely. So yeah, so hopefully that new music will be out for Codename Phoenix and all that stuff, and then off into the wild blue for a summer of fun. Charlie, what are you up to? Uh, I am three weeks away from MLP MSP, uh, the pony con that I've been working on. Uh, it's uh, we're, uh, our pre-registration period ends this weekend, and so we've been uh, working very, very, very hard on social media to promo it, the, pro- just promo the ever living crud out of it. Um, uh, I, I have to say, it's uh, you know, I know it's not me that they're talking to, but the fact that I'm running an account that's like people that I'm fans of, like, you know, the voice actors from the show and everything are like interacting with and like talking back to it's, just, it's, it's cool. It's cool. I, it's, I'm having a lot of, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, the, I'm writing tweets that are literally being seen by thousands of people. It's just a very cool feeling. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, um, it's, uh, I, I'm getting more and more and more nervous sighted as we get closer. Um, <laughs> that, that's a, that's a show term. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's pretty much taking up, uh, like I said last week, it's, uh, you know, between that, you know, any kind of free time I have between all the other things that are take up all my free time. I, I have no free time is what I'm getting. That's at. what he's saying. So yes. yeah. Um, and you're still gaming. I think you should get a gold star. 
I'll take it. I'll take it, and I'll put it right on my forehead. Um, but yeah, that's it for me. Um, uh, for me, uh, my uh, what is the name of that beer? <laughs> my beer of the week is live googling. Live, live untapping, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> live untapping. That isn't. No, it isn't. Doesn't really flow right as well. Now. Live that, untapping. Live untapping. Yeah, it puts it like a five four. It puts it at an off time <laughs> thing, and it's just mm. weird. Damn it, untapped. Why'd you have to put the D on there? Why can't it just be untapped? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, we're going to have a show that's well under two hours. I know, I'm very excited about that. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is the normal length of our show. It's funny, because we, we had... You say normal length of our show, but it hasn't been since I started. It's been a two-hour show. <laughs> we finally finally got the blowhard reeled in. <laughs> that's right. Nope, I don't think that, that... We just didn't have enough content this week. We were expecting an interview. Mm-hmm. I've got I I just as much of a blowhard as I ever was. Oh. Which one do I want to do? I will do. Do the weirdest named one, the weirdest named one. Which one you got? So my beer of the week this week is uh, one that is not really appropriate at all for summer. This is something you should pretty much be drinking by a campfire at at night in the dead of winter in the middle of a snowstorm next to a fireplace and just because it is a russian imperial stout um aged uh, a bourbon barrel aged with uh coffee and chocolate it is called the well to hell uh it's made by urban legend brewing company um uh, over in uh in westmont illinois and um uh, if you haven't been over there it's uh you know they're kind of a smaller brewery but they they do um they do package bombers and um you know they only usually have like maybe six six to eight beers on tap but uh they make some really good stuff um, they also have a scotch ale that's on tap that was Michelle's favorite scotch ale that she's ever had called Thane's Sword. And, um, they have a Doppelbach called Das Hoff, which is very good. Um, and, uh, but yeah, no, the, the well to hell, I mean, like, I'm just a sucker. I mean, I don't care what time of year it is. I'm just a sucker for anything that's, that, well, not anything, but a, if, <laughs> if, if it's, I've had some very bad, I had a Labatt bourbon barrel aged ale, which... It's. I think the bottle actually said bourbon flavored ale, which was a which was a red flag right from the Should beginning. Have been. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it's, not good. It's right up there with Bush Signature. Yes, exactly <laughs> that. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, this was um, uh, very 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 dark rich beer. It was like uh, it was like like you know those like those, those like little alcohol filled uh, little chocolates. It was like one of those in in what? beer form. Huh. It was, yeah. Why do you tell me this things? You're the reason I have a coffee and chocolate and beer problem <laughs> and then you give me more of a problem. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, so, The Well to Hell by Urban Legend, it is a, a limited release, so if you're in the area and you can get over there, I suggest you do so probably within the next uh, week or two, um, if that. But uh, keep an eye on their Facebook, because uh, I'm sure when they run out, they'll let people know. Um, but uh, yeah, that's my that's my beer of the week. Uh, for next week's show, as we've been in the habit of doing recently, we're going we're gonna to take our next week's topic out of something we brought up this week, and we're going to talk about failed marketing campaigns for, uh, well, I'll, I'll leave it as interesting marketing campaigns for video games, both the ones that have failed and also successful ones. We'll, uh, so we'll, we'll find some examples of both of those, and uh, we'd like to know if there's any uh, campaigns out there that you thought have been particularly great or particularly awful. Uh, let us know what you think about those, and um, our question is going to be, uh, in addition to any examples, if you were going to market a game, how would you do it? Um, you can come up with uh, 
whatever the game is and how you would market it. So the the field is completely open on that, and um, uh, looking forward to some creative uh, some creative suggestions on that front. And so, thank you very much for listening. If you've liked what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter, at GamerHeadRadio, where I'm at T-E-K Charlie, Goat is at Sir Ghostworth, and John is at The Fallon Flynn. Email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com, or call in and leave a message at 94926Gamer. I am incredibly disappointed in all of you that nobody called in to complain about the quiet figure and just let us know their feelings. So you better make it up to me this week, or I'm I'm going to... I'm gonna fall up i'm gonna cry myself to sleep after the show next week that all, may... I'm, all i'm saying is i better not be the first person to call in someone beat me before i go on the road yes please and thank you mm. uh 94926 gamer in case you miss it every time uh download the official gamerhead radio <laughs> app from google play on android or subscribe on itunes stitcher radio TuneIn radio youtube twitch or with your podcast downloader of choice 94926 gamer and with that thank you very much for listening 94926 gamer this has been gamerhead radio 94926 gamer <laughs> Do you do those like warm up vocal exercises before you go on stage? Like those. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, my, my brother has vocal warm ups. <laughs> yeah. Um, because he, he took instruction, like proper instruction for singing oh, later okay. on. Does he do he, the whole like. Not that. So, I mean, like, okay. there's a little bit of some of that stuff, but it's like, <clears throat> it's just doing things in like octaves and, you know. Oh, okay. Many mumbling mice are making merry music by the moonlight. <laughs> Mighty nice, and then many mumbling mice, and you go up, you know, however oh, okay, many okay. steps you want to go on the scale to whatever your. No, what is it about that phrase that's good for warming up? Um, with? You're supposed to. It's it's um, your your um. My brain isn't working. All of a sudden, you're you're phonetically sounding everything out. You're supposed to be enunciating very clearly when you do that. There's another one. Um, what the fuck was the other one? It's disturbing. The other one. <laughs> Oh, mihi mahi muhu mehimo, mihi mahi muhi mehimo, mihi mahi muhi mehimo. Like you have to go all the way up and down the scale wow. a bunch of times. And <laughs> there's one other that sounds like it should be like spoken word or something. And it's not. But he 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 taught me all of them and you know proper breathing posture and stuff. So I technically, by proxy of my brother's instruction, have proper instruction. But I never warm up. You know. Goat, do you have any vocal exercises you have before you go on stage? I don't say no. no. That's not what I asked. <laughs> uh, where's my Jack Daniels? That's usually something I say before I go. See, there you go.